This past week in the Oconee Enterprise, if any of you get that paper, there was a big full page, uh, half page ad about Christmas in the Orthodox <coughs> Church featuring an icon. I designed an ad, Presbyterian, and I wrote it, and with Tracy's help, we got it submitted. Uh, so we got a lot of press, good press, in the paper this week. But also in the paper this week, on a few pages in front of it, was an article by Ronnie McBrayer entitled, Good News, The Church Needs to Show Grace. And I want to quote a couple of uh, things he had to say. They're very relevant and important to us as Orthodox Christians. He writes, according to the Pew Research Center's recently released report, a full one-fifth of Americans are now unattached to religion, and the Protestant majority is no longer that. Protestant Christians now make up less than 50% of the population. Meanwhile, fretful pulpiteers wrung their sweaty hands as they thundered to their shrinking congregations about the end of Christianity, threats against morality, and this trend that confirms that the apocalypse is upon us. He goes on to say, we don't need an exhaustive study to confirm that the church is dwindling. A growing population is indeed unengaged with organized religion. There aren't necessarily atheists, nor are they antagonistic toward faith. They are simply uninvolved. Why? Some of it's demographic, related to the age of our transitioning generations. Some of it is the natural involvement of a Western society and the result of an increasingly diverse nation. But frankly, and this cannot be ignored. The church has earned this decline all by its institutional self. The Pew report confirms that the religiously unaffiliated think that religious organizations are too concerned with money and power, too focused on rules, and too involved in politics. According to Barna, those affiliated with religion use several primary, several primary words to describe Christianity, those unaffiliated with religion. Words that include anti-gay, judgmental, hypocritical, and insensitive. Change, you ask? Are you saying we should change our beliefs just to salvage our fleeting market share? No. Market share has nothing to do with it. But how we treat Others has everything to do with it. How can we who follow the loving, open-hearted, redemptive Christ be anything but loving, open-hearted, and redemptive people? The longer I do this kind of work and the longer I see these kinds of recent statistics, the more strongly I feel that the last thing most community needs is just another religious institution an institution that pounds the pulpit and its parishioners with unyielding dogma, that points fingers, condemns, and excludes others from the love of God, that can never confess its shortcomings, admit when it has been wrong, or meet people where they are rather than demanding that people come to it. No, 
Communities don't need more hardened, inflexible places like these, but every community needs simple, uncomplicated, redemptive places. Every community needs launch pads of empowerment and liberation. Simply, every community needs a place of radical hospitality and attraction that welcomes all to know a loving God. So where do we fit in? There is little tolerance for institutional nonsense, backbiting, bickering, dysfunctionalism. People have no obligation to support warped and unhealthy institutions. They can go elsewhere and let pitiful and petty organizations be relegated to the rubbish bin of history. It only takes time but it will happen. How do we respond as Orthodox Christians? First, we must take this critique seriously. We cannot exempt ourselves from the religious culture because we are Orthodox. We must get our own house in order and make sure we are living up to our vision, which states... The community will provide a loving, caring, and welcoming environment where all belong and grow in the faith through worship, service, witness, and fellowship. Second, we must be focused on living the gospel in our own lives. Paul exhorts Timothy, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. But you be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And again we read in Peter, First Peter who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Yet with gentleness and reverence, and keep a good conscience, so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better, if God should will it so, that you suffer for doing what is right, rather than for doing what is wrong. Change our beliefs, just to salvage our fleeting market share? No. Change our behavior to make the fullness of the faith more attractive and easier to recognize. 
remove any temptations and obstacles to the body of Christ. The Divine Liturgy contains an inexhaustible source of divine meaning and transcendent encounter with the living God. Reductionism is not the answer. The liturgy will exhaust us before we exhaust it. But in order for the mysteries to be unlocked, we need to practice our faith day in and day out. We must thirst after God, who desires to pour out his wondrous mysteries upon us if our hands were not so full already with the burdens and baubles and temptations of this life. This is what the world truly pines for and deserves, a mystical encounter with the living God. It is there, we just don't see it. In a recent movie that was released called The Life of Pi, that's now in theaters, they meet the modern world where it is to open the door of beauty, mystery, and transcendence through story and allegory. In the movie, the wife says to the, the mother says to the son, yes, your father is right. Science can tell us a lot about what is out there, but it cannot tell us a lot about what is in here. C.S. Lewis recognized that Christians have the greatest story to tell and the greatest methods and means to tell it through story, allegory, the creativity of our very lives dedicated to Christ and imbued with the Holy Spirit. We need to use all the tools at our disposal to incarnate the message of God's love to a thirsty and hungry world. It is a crime to make religion boring and unattractive because it is truly the most sublime and beautiful life there is. Be good stewards of the mystery that is in your hands. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.